Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,565. The topic is Q&A and the title is, How Fast Can I Grow? Hmm. <laughs> so if you want to get bigger muscles, uh, it's a pretty good question is to ask, like, how fast can I grow? Now, I've had a discussion going on with one of my online clients and we were talking about exactly that. They want to grow as fast as possible, but they don't want to gain unnecessary body fat. And we were just kind of discussing, you know, are we maximizing our potential? Where are we at? And what does that process look like? So I wanted to share that. I've actually talked a little bit about it in yesterday's podcast, uh, talking about patience and being active in our patients. But I wanted to revisit the topic and approach it from just kind of like what are all the steps and things that you can be focusing on and, and making sure that you're doing to the best of your ability. So the client was talking about just they want to get bigger, but they also want to get leaner. They kind of want everything faster. <laughs> and uh, I, I said, uh, the balance we're wanting to find is, given your life schedule and demands, how often and for how long can you train per week? How much training do we believe your body can recover from between workouts without falling behind on, on healing joints? And how much protein can we convert over to muscle tissue without adding additional calories that contribute to body fat. So, how much can we train? How much can you genetically recover between training? And how much genetically can you convert protein to muscle tissue? And I told him that right now, I think we're at that balance. I think if we were to eat more, you'll gain unwanted body fat. And that'll be very negatively mentally, you know, very negative mental health. So I said, I think you're progressing as fast as your genetics will allow us. Now, he's been sending photos every four weeks, which is awesome. And we can absolutely see progress in the photos. So even though he's wanting more and, you know, he's fighting, fighting, fighting to try to get the best as possible, he can even see <laughs> the progress. I think we all struggle with, you know, seeing progress in ourselves, but the progress is going so well that even he can see it. So that's pretty awesome. So I wanted to kind of cover today is, is if you were wanting to create that balance, to find the balance that we're at, where he's growing as fast as genetically as possible, given everything that we have to balance within that uh, kind of equation. I want to give everybody st the steps, the knowledge, the ways in which you can look into that to say, okay, is there an area that I can maybe improve upon what I'm doing to maybe hopefully grow faster? So uh, the first thing by far is nutrition. You have to maximize your nutrition. If you're inconsistent with your nutrition, you're going to be inconsistent with your growth speed. Therefore, you're not going to grow as fast as you possibly could. So the real thing with maximizing nutrition is it goes way beyond calories and protein. That's absolutely the first things you got to get in you know, under control, but it's way more than that. <laughs> so, so podcast 1,232, I talk about it all the time. It's our nutrition podcast titled Start Here. You can go to our YouTube, our website, www.brutalirongym.com, find all the podcasts I'm going to mention today because we've mentioned a couple. So you can find that. It's going to tell you how to calculate your calories for training days, non-training days, how to calculate your protein, and how do you should distribute your calories and protein throughout the day. And it's even going to talk about, you know, when should you have carbs? Should you have carbs? When should you have fats? Should you have fats? And then we're going to talk about controlling sugars to make sure you're as lean as you can be. And then there's, there's next steps beyond that, which is actually in podcast number 997, which is a nutrition podcast titled, What's Next? <laughs> so when you get into nutrition, you should have your calories on point every day. 
protein on point every day. You should have your calories and protein distributed correctly. And in those podcasts, it'll tell you what's the baseline way that everybody should do it. But then also there's like an extra special way that we should be doing it. You should be picking healthy food options, you know, like eating, you know, rice, potatoes, uh, like whole food type you know, carbs rather than a bunch of sugary crap all day. We should be having good protein so, uh, quality sources. Uh, if you're just having protein powders four or five times a day, it's arguable as to whether, you know, maybe you should mix in some whole food proteins in there. There's different digestion rates for proteins. So you want to be aware of, you know, do I want a protein that digests immediately because I'm about to go work out or I just did work out? Or do I want a protein that digests slowly throughout the night because I'm about to go to bed? You know, it, it, taking in some whey isolate before bed is not really a great idea because it's going to digest too quickly. Whereas a whole food source like maybe steak, you know, or a lean meat with some kind of fats mixed in it, like oils or whole eggs or something, that's better because it's going to make that protein digest slower into the bloodstream throughout the night so you can actually get more benefit from the protein in terms of repairs and muscle growth. So there are important digestion rates when it comes to food choices, uh, depending on the time of the day and when you want those food sources to be in your bloodstream. All that stuff you've got to have on point. we got to know what we should be doing. And that's podcast 1232. That's podcast 997. So that's the first thing. you got to look at nutrition. What you do in training, I mean, a crappy program with perfect food will make progress more than the best program with crappy food. So nutrition is more impactful than training. You have to have both. You have to have to have a training stimulus to create some growth. But the quality of the training stimulus doesn't matter as much as the quality of the nutritional support. So that's very, 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 very important to know because people nerd out and they want to have the perfect training program, but then they eat like jackasses and they don't actually support, uh, you know, what the training is doing. And then they continue to try to refine the training and dive deeper and learn this and learn that. But yet you ask them like what they're eating and, you know, they might wake up and not eat for the first four hours of the day. And then they have a bowl of cereal before training and then pizza or something junky right after training. And it's like, oh my gosh, your nutrition is horrible horrible and you're worried about you know which isolation exercise position is best for bicep growth shut up (laughs) you know it's like oh my gosh you're missing you're missing it you're missing it you're missing it so that's the thing we want to focus on is that nutrition is you should nerd out on nutrition first that should be the thing that you have absolutely gone crazy over and you're fine-tuning that that's where a majority of your focus is now, training is important. It, it, it does help. And when I train, like the people who get pro cards and stuff, it's very specific exercises because we have to grow very specific parts of their muscles to create the right shape. So as you become more advanced, especially in aesthetics, you the exercise selection is very important. It's very impactful. So I'm not going to say that training isn't impactful. It is. But that's only once nutrition, nutrition is under control because then the training actually makes a difference Um, and it only more so matters as you become more advanced that's why you know most professional uh, aesthetic athletes have coaches (laughs) so it's kind of funny is you know a lot of people who are brand new to it or amateurs they're like what do you need a coach for and i'm like you realize the best freaking athletes in the world have coaches there must be a pretty good reason if the people who are the best at this thing actually have coaches to help them through that And that's part of the because the coach helps to balance all these nuances. You know, it it can be challenging 
to know every aspect of nutrition and to be able to control every aspect of nutrition along with knowing and controlling every aspect of training and supplementation and even like recovery process and things like that. So having two brains working on it does help compared to having one, (laughs) but it does make sense that the more I want to get right in order to be my best, the more it makes sense to have someone helping me manage that. And that's important. You know, it's very helpful. So that's the first thing, maximize nutrition. We talked about the two podcasts, number 1,232 and number 997. Now for training, you should nerd out on training, get that as good as you can get. Podcast 1,437 is a training podcast titled Programming for Greatest Muscle Growth. I literally go through and tell you every single thing you should have in your programming to make sure you're going to grow to the maximum potential. So just how podcast 1,232 is step-by-step for nutrition, podcast 1,437 is step-by-step for for training for muscle growth. So you can listen to that, make your own training programming, and have it be 100% on point. We talk about the volume of sets you should have per muscle group per week. You know, it's roughly between 10 to 20. And we talk about, you know, why should you be a 10 or why should you be a 20? Where should you be? Uh, Working set intensities should be two good form failure or maybe one or two reps short of like a technique breakdown. But they need to be pretty damn intense so that way you stress the tissues and give the body a reason to make make a change to the tissues. You want to have multiple positions, multiple angles. You want to make progressions every single week. You know, the stress from the training must increase for progress to increase. And then I typically have exercises maintained uh, for myself and for clients for four weeks in a row. If you do it faster turnover than that, it's arguable as to whether you're actually pushing your intensity. You might be getting to the same level of uncomfortable in your workouts that you've always done. How do you know you're getting to a new uncomfortable if you don't repeat things enough to see if you're making progress at them? So too short of a turnaround, like too fast, where you're not repeating things enough, that can be very deceptive because you're going to kick your ass in training, but you're actually just doing it to the same level you always do it. How do you know you're getting more, you know? But also, if you stay with things too long, longer than four weeks, I would argue, and uh, people, you know, smart as me, also argue uh, that the progressions you're making week by week after four weeks are probably going to become less and less significant. You know, so if I'm in my seventh, eighth week and last week I did 200 for three sets of 10, this week I got 200 for two sets of 10, then a set of 11, who gives a crap? You know, one extra rep and 30 reps doesn't really matter. Uh, And that's important to know because you can fool yourself into thinking that you're making progressions, but the, the significance of the progressions are meaningless. So it's really important to understand that if you stay with things too long, you're going to be nitpicking and trying to find ways to progress and convince yourself that you have, but you're not recognizing the significance of that uh, progression. Then the next thing we want to look at is maximizing recovery. Overwhelmingly, people focus too damn much on performance when they think about supplements and they don't focus on recovery. Everybody wants to train harder or train better, but are you recovering harder? Are you recovering better? You know? So everybody takes these crazy, you know, psycho pre-workout energy things. I did when I was younger. (laughs) So I understand. You want to go in and crush it and kill it, you know? Uh, But then they go and they don't eat right or they don't supplement the recovery. So you just drive your body into the ground, but then you don't give it anything to, to use that stimulus to adapt in a positive way. You know, you're barely recovering by the next workout, let alone being optimally 
benefited from the previous workout? You know, did you gain every ounce of muscle tissue possible before you went and tore up those muscles again? So we want, when we think about maximizing recovery, if we want to grow as fast as possible, we want to maximize protein synthesis, which is protein creation. So when I did my master's in in nutrition, um, I did a 50-page paper, 200 peer review uh, research articles, and did a whole bunch of extra work and all this stuff, and it was on the anabolic window. So I, I talked about protein consumption, and then all the other things that come with it, like whether you have simple carbs or not, uh, after workout. And overwhelmingly, that is a huge missed moment for most people, is they don't maximize recovery uh, well enough uh, compared to thinking of supplements for performance. So everybody thinks of pre-workout and everybody thinks of creatine. But you don't hear people often talk about L-leucine, L-glutamine, digestive enzymes, you know, things like that. Those are going to be huge, 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 huge for helping convert your nutrition over to new muscle tissue after training. So that's what the training is for, is it creates a demand for new muscle tissue. You're going to eat food, but then how does your body best utilize that food? That's where L-leucine, L-glutamine, digestive enzymes, those kind of things come into play. Now, we have a podcast 1,528, so not too long ago. It was a Q&A podcast titled Glycerol and Growth Supplements. So you can listen to that one to learn a little bit more. But that's going to be kind of the main areas of focus. Have I maximized my nutrition? Have I maximized my training? Have I maximized recovery? If you think you have, listen to the podcast anyhow because it's probably going to be something that catches you off guard or something you didn't know about. So one of my favorite quotes is, you don't know what you don't know until you know that you don't know it. (laughs) I'll say that again. You don't know what you don't know until you know that you know it. And what I mean by that is if you listen to the podcast, if you humble yourself and say, I think I'm doing it right, but let me listen anyhow, you might run across something that you didn't know you didn't know. So I still watch how to deadlift videos, how to squat videos. Like if I run across somebody that I think is like relatively smart and they have a new video posted up, I'll watch it. I watch bodybuilding videos all the time. I watch nutrition stuff all the time because You never know. You never know when I'm going to hear something that I didn't know that I didn't know. Or I hear it said in a new way and then helps me teach a client. So it's really important to say, I I think I'm doing it right, but let me double check anyhow. You know, let me just, you know, let me humble myself, bring the ego down a little bit. Let me check in on myself, you know, and I think that's a good idea. So you're going to maximize nutrition, maximize training, maximize recovery. Then we want to track progress. And this factors into also just tracking our quality of effort. So too often we wait and see what we're getting for our efforts, but we're not paying attention whether our efforts are actually maximized. <laughs> so when we think about tracking progress, my favorite thing is photos uh, because uh, the eyes don't lie. Uh, especially when you get somebody else's eyes. <laughs> so when I look at photos for clients, I have them send them to me every four weeks. Uh, and then when we get closer to competitions, we do you know photos every week, then eventually every day. But uh, off-season work and general clients, uh, we do photos every four weeks. Now, in four weeks, you absolutely will see a difference, 100%. I mean, somebody can show me a photo within a half a second. I'm like, oh, here, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, I can already tell what's changed. This is all I do all day, all the time. So uh, I'm very good at seeing it. But that's one of my favorite ways is photos. Um, the other favorite way I have is to try on clothes. So if you have a tight shirt or a tight pair of pants or a tight pair of shorts, uh, try those on every four weeks and see if it's getting looser in the right places, tighter in the right places. You know, so if you're going for growth, is the shoulders and arms, the chest, the upper back, is that part of the shirt getting tighter but not your waist? 
that's important to know. You know, same thing with the shorts or with jeans or, you know, pants. Are you getting kind of tighter in your, your butt and thighs, but not in the waistline, you know? So those two are my favorite. I don't like body part measurements. Uh, I've done them. Like I used to teach exercise physiology for seven years at a university where we did skin fold calipers. I've done uh, I don't even know, 5,000 or more probably skinfold caliper measurements. Um, I've done a bunch of measurements. And like bioelectrical impedance, uh, skinfold calipers, I've done DEXA scans, bod pod, all that stuff. Now, if you can get a DEXA scan, hell yeah, do that. Uh, but when I'm talking about measure, like body part measurements, I'm talking about people doing like circumference measurements, like with a tape measure around body parts. I'm not a big fan of that. And the reason why is you have multiple goals going on that are countering each other. So as you're losing body fat on a body part, it's getting smaller. But then as you're building muscle tissue to the body part, it's getting bigger. So you might see no net change whatsoever, but things have happened. You might have lost some fat and built some muscle, but it doesn't show in regards to the circumference size of the body part. So measurements can be extremely discouraging because you don't see any change, but yet there's been huge change. You know, so you're measuring the wrong thing. You're measuring net change whenever really what you care about is what you look like. You know, if you're going for growth, you want to look freaking massive. So why not use photos? Because that's what you want to. That's what you want to see be different is the way you look. You don't really care if your arms 19 inches or 20 inches, as long as it looks freaking massive. <laughs> you know. So I've had tons of people, and this is common. Anybody who's competed, they'll understand what I mean by this. Is you'll diet. And you'll start losing, you know, 20, 30 pounds. And people will be like, dude, you look freaking massive. And you're like, I actually weigh 20 pounds less. I just look massive because now I don't have a bunch of fat covering my muscles and you can actually see them. So, so often it's hilarious that clients who diet for shows, they get told, man, you must be growing, you know, you're getting bigger. And they're like, I actually weigh less, you know, and it's kind of funny. So I'm not a big fan of measurements. I really suggest don't do those. Um, and then body weight scale, that really is only helpful if you know what you're measuring. Uh, if you're super lean and you want to get bigger, then yeah, you would want to measure yourself and see if the scale is going up. You know, because you're lean enough that you can afford to have your weight go up and know that it's mostly going to be muscle. However, if you're overweight, if you're fat, if you have body fat on you and you want to be building muscle as well, you might need the scale to come down. You know, you might need the rate of fat loss happening faster than the rate of muscle growth and you might need your weight to come down, but you're going to start freaking out because if the weight's coming down, you're going to question whether you're building muscle. So it really can be, you know, mental health uh, damaging to do body part measurements and body weight scale. So I'm not a big fan of them. I've used them for different reasons in different cases for different people, but overall not a big fan. Then you also want to be tracking your, your performance in your training. You want to be seeing, okay, am I, am I moving forward every time I repeat this exercise? Am I getting an extra rep? Am I getting five extra pounds? Am I increasing my you know, technique quality? What am I doing in my training that shows that there's been increased stress? Then therefore it's going to be increased results. So am I, am I adding volume or am I adding weight? What am I doing in my training that is progressive from week to week that ensures that my body is progressing from week to week. So that's a, you know, a big overview, <laughs> maximize nutrition, maximize training, maximize recovery, track your progress. And then just kind of, as I presented in yesterday's podcast, ask yourself the question of what's the most I can do while doing everything else. So you want to think, what can you be consistent with? 
you know, what level of nutrition can I be consistent with? What level of training can I be consistent with? What level of supplementation? So it's more important that you're consistent with something than what the something is. You know, if you say, well, this is going to be the perfect diet, but you only eat that way three days out of seven a week, that's stupid. That's not going to make you, like, it's not going to make you progress. So you have to say, okay, what can I do that's really good, but I can do it seven out of seven days? Because that's the only way I'm going to progress. You know, if I eat perfectly three out of seven days, and then out of the other four, I overeat two days and I undereat two days, I'm not really going to get anywhere. So you want to be mostly concerned with what's the thing that I can do every damn day? What can I do every freaking day and never miss? That's what you want to focus. That's what you want to find. That's your baseline. And then if you can get additional efforts on top of that, if and when you can, awesome. But that is how you want to set it up is what can I do every day? Not what's the best thing in the world regardless of what all other crap I have to do because the other crap's going to get in the way. So what is the best thing that I can do every single day? Every single day. And then you want to track that. So you want to be aware of the quality of your efforts. I have clients kind of track their behaviors in units of 14 days. Uh, it depends on the client. Everybody's a little bit different. But in general, we pick every 14 days. And what I'm aiming for is 10 out of 14 days, they're on point. 10 out of 14 days, they did their nutrition rate. 10 out of 14 days, they did their training rate. 10 out of 14 days, they did their supplements rate. You know, so 10 out of 14 days, if they're doing that correctly, they're going to make progress. You know, if I have competition clients, it's, it's, we're aiming for 14 out of 14. If they only get 13 out of 14, okay. But man, we got to find what that was and fix it, (laughs) you know? So if you're under 10 out of 14 days being consistent with nutrition, training supplements and stuff like that, you got to find out what's, what's in the way, you know, what's the obstacle, what's making you miss the mark of 10 out of 14 days, figure it out. Rework your plan, rework your approach so you can regain that consistency. But that's it, okay? So how fast can I grow? It depends on the depth and balance you have between your nutrition, training, recovery. You want to maximize each of those elements as much as possible, but as much as you can be consistent with because you have to be able to do it every day for a lot of freaking days to see results, okay? Okay? So listen to those podcasts. They're all going to definitely help. Um, make sure you listen to each area. Like I said, even if you think you're right, just check in here. <laughs> so it's going to help. And then um, if you want any help uh, coaching and stuff like that, obviously we have our services. So we have our one-on-one coaching service where I do your training and nutrition. I write everything for you. I check in on you every single week and we talk uh, Q&A and kind of answer any questions. But we talk through everything. I do everything for you. Then we have nutrition only. So if you think you have your training on point, I can come in and help you with nutrition. And then we also do have now, uh, I'm going to be getting it up and running here within the month, uh, a service called Live Monthly Programs, where you can kind of check in and you can get a brand new workout every single week. Now we have categories, uh, power building, which is kind of like strength and bodybuilding. We have a female shape development, pure bodybuilding program. Uh, We have a functional athleticism, functional longevity. So we have those five. Power building, female shape development, pure bodybuilding, functional athleticism, and functional longevity. So you can pick any one of those five, and then you get a brand new program every four weeks. What makes it live, like why is it called live monthly programming, is we have a virtual Q&A live every single week. You can ask me any questions you want. I'll answer them. We also have uh, Google Docs 
where you can write in questions and I'll answer those sometime throughout the week. So you just check in on that document every week. And then we have uh, weekly training videos that are exclusive to our subscribers for that service where I'll go through and teach like, teach like exercise content, you know, technique, maybe execution, just something in those videos that's going to help you every single week learn more and understand more about how to train properly for your goals. So that service, you can learn more about it on our website, www.brilliantgym.com. I'm going to get that up and running within a month. So those are the options we have. If you want assistance, we have our one-on-one coaching and we have a live monthly programming. If you want to kind of do it on your own, as I said, we have all the podcasts that'll help you do that step-by-step, teach you everything. So all the answers are there. That's uh, it. So how fast can you grow? Depends on how be, how consistent you can be and to what depth you can be. Okay. Well, uh, if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let me know my email, brillionironjim at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. Thank you to those who donate on the website to help support the podcast. It has a high host cost every year. I give an hour to it every day. You can do a one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. Even just $5 a month, it does add up and it does help. So thank you to those who do that. And then if you like the information in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day. I'm posting on YouTube a lot more. So find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.